Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Information provided in the podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. So today I'm talking about getting started. Some of you, like I said, may have already started learning herbalism and uh, feel like you you're, you get started every so often because you kind of stop and you start and you get going. And that's just the way it goes sometimes with life commitments. And it's kind of like you have to put it aside for a little bit. But maybe this year you're looking to gain a little bit more momentum, keeping that goal of learning more herbs to use in your life and your spiritual practice. And so that's what this month is going to be about. It's about learning plant spirit medicine, about getting started and gaining momentum, and also the month of burdock. So I have selected themes and an herb to share about for each month for this whole entire year. I already have that planned out. 90% anyway, there's a few things that I don't have planned out, but we'll get there. So getting started, most people will say to me like, how am I going to learn it all? And my answer is you won't. (laughs) That's the good news of it, right? Because you can't possibly learn everything. And so just get comfortable with that. Just get comfortable with the fact that you will learn what you will learn. And don't think about all the things that you aren't learning. Focus on what you are learning. Think about where you'll be this time next solar return. After a whole trip around the sun, you know, where will you be at this time next year? So that's what we, you know, it's a long, it's a long-term goal. So short-term goals really have to do when you're learning herbalism, your short-term goals are about what's working for you in that moment because our life commitments shift and things come up and happen. So we have to be willing to be flexible and change as we go through our learning herbalism journey. And I use the term plant spirit medicine because that for me and for many people encompasses more than just taking herbs and putting them in our mouths. It is also for spiritual practice and for relaxation and mood and energy shifting, um, external and internal applications that we, we can use. So, you know, getting started learning herbalism or reinvigorating something that you already started before, um, those are some of the things I want to talk about today. So just realize you're not going to get, you're not going to learn it all. You're just not. And that's okay. But you will gain momentum over the days and years and weeks and months that you go along. And um, that's just the way it is. So that's okay. Just get used to the fact that you need to focus on what you you want to, to do. So, you know, getting started, and I've talked about this many other times, so it's not a big secret, but you got to get started focusing on what is working for you. So what things would you like to add to for your wellness plan for your herbal learning journey? What interests you? What things in your physical, spiritual, mental well-being do you want to soothe take care of, support, change, that's where you begin. 
And uh, for those of you who want to learn herbalism to help other people, that's really the best way that I can explain to people how I've learned as much as I do, and certainly have so much to learn still, that I really focus on what makes sense for me, my family, and those around me. So I really start focusing on what's going to, what, what am I interested in? Because that's where I'm going to focus really well. And then when I experiment with things, when I try new things, work with the herbs, that's the best way to, to learn them is to use all of your senses in the process and not only learning them, but holding them. If you can grow them, see them where they, they live as much as you can. Those are the things that really solidify and keep that, keep it within your, your memory and your just your whole being, your whole knowing. So that's what you really need to focus is on things that you're going to use for yourself that you really connect with because you're going to use it or think about using it for yourself. Um, and then just realize it's okay. Just get over the fact that you're not going to learn every single herb there is out there. And in fact, every herb that there is has multiple uses for it. So that's the, the other thing is you may know one thing about the herb but you may not learn all the other aspects of it because that may not interest you or you just haven't gotten to that layer. Learning anything is really a layering. So the first layer is just the, the introduction to it. You may not remember the name or what it's used for, but then the second learning of it, maybe you start reading about it, then it kind of lays another foundation. Then you might read it, about it in another book. And then you might hear somebody talk about it. Then you might see it growing. You might try to grow it. You start using it. All these layers really add up to gaining that momentum of learning the herbs. It's really something that I think people in modern day society have to get used to. We have this idea that we want things to, we want to learn everything about everything, be the ultimate expert. And we just have to be comfortable just learning what's going to help us and work for us and that we will learn and grow over time with the information. So that's something that I really want people to understand about learning herbalism is that it, it is a process. You learn some as you go and then you learn more and then more and more and it grows over time. So it is a long game of learning herbalism. And you don't have to know all of the herbs in order them to help you. If you can learn five herbs this year and learn five ways to use those herbs and then learn um, how to grow them or go find them in, the, in nature, wildcrafting them and how to dry them and how to make herbal remedies with them, that'll be a huge uh, bonus to your own home herbal apothecary. So whether you find out, hey, I can't grow this here, I can't find it here, I have to purchase it. That's a really big step. Knowing what you can't do or can't find in your area is very helpful. And learning what you have to purchase or trade or find, you know, from a friend who lives in another part of the world or the country where they can get it and ship it to you. All these things are really beneficial. It's not all about memory either. It's not all about how much you can pack into your brain. So not only will you start learning about it, that's part of the process. Another process is to start using it. 
And another part of the process is to document your information. So I talk about that in the Learning Herbalism Workbook is how to get your information organized so that you can find it quickly when you need it to um, jog your memory again about how to use it. Uh, maybe you'll make a recipe that you haven't made in three years and then you'll go back and look at your notes. So learning it is one thing, using it is another, and then memory recall is another part of it or finding a way to document and organizing it. So those are some of the things that I would suggest for people learning herbs and herbal remedies, plant spirit medicine, is that it's a process and you need to become comfortable with the process of, you know, the layering of information and learning these things. I certainly have learned uh, about certain herbs and made herbal remedies with them and then have kind of left that uh, alone, those herbs alone for, you know, maybe a couple months or even a couple years because I found something else that was more easy to, to find, to purchase, to grow and kind of, you know, replace that one thing, that one herb. And then later on, I, I kind of circle back to that herb because I realized there's something else that I may be able to, to use it for. Um, learned a new herbal indication, learned another thing that it can help with for, for health, for well-being. So, so that happens, you know, one herb you learn really well, and then you move on to another herb and you kind of forget some of the things. So if you can find a way to document it so that you don't have to like recreate the whale, so to speak, when you go back to reintroduce yourself to that herb, some of the documentation that you kept can really speed you up much quicker to, to go back to that herb. So, so you're going to learn things, you're going to use and make things with it, maybe grow them, and then also find a way to document this whole process in a way that fits your life and your needs. I'll be reading about a particular herb in a book, and then it'll kind of, I'll see them mention another herb and all the interesting things about it. And then I want to go off and start reading about that one. And it's kind of that squirrel, 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 you know, those shiny objects that keep bouncing up. And I know many people have this same problem when they're learning about herbs too. Um, learning about all sorts of things for well-being kind of, you know, go off from one topic to another. And so a couple suggestions about that is to kind of put your blinders on and stay micro-focused on that one herb that you're reading about. That's That's one thing. If you really need to, you're really looking to learn more about that particular herb, then stay the course. Stay the course with your learning material and don't get distracted by it because then, yes, you will meander a lot. So it's staying the course, one way you can do that is you can just take your little post-it notes, write something on there like, oh, here's an interesting herb that I want to check into later and you know, put it right in your book so that you know it's there. Another thing you can do is just ignore it and keep going on. Many times for myself, I will think, oh, but I'll never find that little nugget of information. I'll never come across it again. I'll forget. And yeah, I might forget. But I also have to have the faith in myself that I will find it again if I really want to. Uh, you know, I have good research skills. I know how to find things. So if there is a some doubt in my mind that I won't be able to find it or forget about it, then I'll just put that little post-it note in there. And then when I have, you know, 
time later to just peruse information, then it'll be there. So micro focus, keep the blinders on if you're learning just about one herb. And then um, another thing to do is just allow yourself to meander and to look things up and to kind of play with the information and to absorb information as you go from one thing to another. You do kind of hop around and that is fun to do as well. If you're really trying to focus on creating a plant profile or materia medica about an herb, stay the course, but also provide yourself a time and space and permission to meander through the information and to just kind of, you know, pluck through um, your materials and see where it lands you. You might end up then finding something that you really want to micro focus on and learn. One other tip is to just get started. You know, people will say, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. Just get started. Just do it. It may feel messy. You may feel disorganized. You may feel unfocused. But like I said, you got to go down those bunny trails, meander, just, you know, follow one shiny object to the next until you will eventually fall into a process of, you know, what you're learning. And if you took a year to just peruse your books and jump on like lives like this and learn little snippets here and there by, you know, the next year, you'll have a good basis for what you know about herbalism. You'll get some good foundational information and then you'll start to like, you'll start to sift out what you like and what you don't, what you gravitate towards. You'll find those books that you come back to over and over again and you'll also, you know, find your favorite teachers for the time. And, you know, I even have books that I liked at one time and then I'm like, mm, okay, I'm done with that one, moved on to the next one. Or even people that I follow on social media, online, you know, we, we do, ch we change and grow. So our needs and wants change and grow too with the herbal information and with wellness um, modalities that we're looking into. So those are my tips. I just want to remind people that if you're looking for somebody to help guide you along this process of using herbs um, in your wellness program, in your wellness routine, um, and you want somebody to have access to them, to troubleshoot with them and to figure out, you know, how to make the certain herbal remedy or just to guide you in using them. I do have my apprenticeship program, herbal apprenticeship program. It's three months long. Uh, we meet two times in a month. And they're about 30 minutes each. We can do phone call or uh, video conferencing. And I can help, you know, guide you along the way to where you want to be. And everybody um, I meet has a little bit of a different path that they want to go to. But if you're looking for somebody to help add herbs for a particular, you know, wellness goal or increase your your do something, you know, to help with some sort of health issue that you're ha having, I do have that apprenticeship where I, you know, help guide you along very individualized for you of, of what to do. So it's, it's about three months because one month just is not long enough to help guide a person through um, which herbs to try and then kind of recalibrate, hey, that didn't work so well for me. I didn't like that. And just to, you know, find the herbal remedies or make them. So I, I kind of, I, I guide you along using my experience and knowledge with herbs and um, you know, I'm, I have two openings um, available right now for an herbal apprenticeship. Uh, we'll get that link to you as well. So the the herbal company that I have mentioned a few times is Ticino, and they have herbal 
coffee blends. So they're caffeine free. They're acid free. They even have gluten free ones. So they have different flavors and some of them are organic. Some of them are certified gluten free. They have different variations. But Ticino, like this one is dandelion coconut. And what it has in it is dandelion root. Most of them have dandelion root in them. And this one has organic carob, chicory root. This one has dates, organic almonds, organic orange peel, coconut figs, natural coconut, and orange flavors. So they do have coffee flavoring in them, natural coffee, coffee flavoring. And I have so many samples here of all their gluten-free line because that's what I like. They do have some with gluten in them because they have barley in some of them. I drink this stuff every day because I am caffeine sensitive. I don't really want a lot of caffeine. And I don't need a lot of caffeine, but I love the flavor of coffee. So this is what does it for me. So dandelion and chicory are known to be um, coffee substitutes, herbal coffee substitutes. Um, what people, you know, drank a long time ago. It's very, it's got that robust, dark, deep flavor that coffee has. And then they do add their um, natural coffee flavor into it to give it a little bit of a boost but they have all these different kinds of flavors as well. So I'm going to be trying them out. Dandelion coconut, dandelion mocha mint, dandelion vanilla nuts, dandelion red chai. Um, one of them has chaga in it, and another one I think has a type of mushroom, maybe reishi. There's turmeric and dandelion. They even have a breakfast um, blend that is... Um, Oh gosh, what's in it? I have it upstairs. I just tried it once. It's really good. You can make it hot. You can make it cold. You can sprinkle it over oatmeal it, or over yogurt. It does have oatmeal in it, chia seeds, um, all sorts of things in it. And it's, it's really good. So yeah, lots of these different ones. And I just, I love this so much that I just recently got uh, an affiliate link for them. So we'll be posting the affiliate link to Chino. And I also have a coupon code for 10% off. So they have all sorts of samples. And each sample is actually, let's see, you only need a rounded tablespoon per two cups of water. So there's at least two tablespoons in here. So four cups can be made with each sample, maybe even more. So yeah, you brew it like coffee. So I have a reusable, um, it's like a Keurig. It's a Keurig, but then I have a reusable container. Not No K-cups or anything like that. It's reusable. I put my tablespoon in there, and then I just make one cup of it. And then later on in the day, I keep that, um, keep it in there and make another cup with it. So it's really cool. So yeah, I do have a 10% off coupon that you can use, and I'll be posting that specific coupon code and the link to my affiliate. They do pay me a little bit um, for, you know, showing this, but I really love these and I've been telling people about them so much. I thought, well, if I can get a 10% code for y'all, why not give it a try? And also these are really good for your digestive system because of the prebiotics. So chicory especially has inulin in it. Inulin is a prebiotic. It, we all hear about the probiotic of, of getting those good um, lactobacillus, bacillus, all these things into our digestive system to help um, keep our well-being going. We do know that uh, a lot of our immune system 
is in our gastrointestinal system. We have all these beneficial things, microorganisms living in our intestinal and, and GI system to help us break down organisms, fight off infections, things like that. So we hear about probiotics in our like yogurts to help put that back into our system. But the the microorganisms that we're putting back into our system need to feed off of things. And that is called a prebiotic. It's their food. Inulin is something they like a lot. And it's found in many different things, including chicory, dandelion root. And so this not only um, is tasty and can supplement uh, if you're trying to reduce your caffeine intake from coffee, but it can also be um, good for the gastrointestinal system, support that. Uh, so if somebody's looking to reduce their caffeine, what they can do is take this and use half, uh, half coffee and half of this. Um, Ticino's uh, herbal coffee, or herbal coffee, they call it. And um, then the flavor is really good, actually. It's really smooth flavor together. You can reduce your caffeine or wean yourself off of it by using these type of products. So there's many of them on their website. And they do have some other um, products such as um, the cereal that I mentioned. And they have so many different kinds of flavors in there that it's worth, you know, getting their sampler. They have sampler kits. Um, I've got the gluten-free one. And there's just so many of them. And, you know, you can add cream to it. They have ideas of how to make other, you know, flavorful drinks with it. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Have a great start to 2021. And I will see you next week. Thank you for joining the Herbs Podcast. Please connect with me on fullcircleherbals.com or at the Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals. I'd be happy to receive suggestions for future podcast topics.